Welcome to Where Will You Go, the FBC Tullahoma Missions podcast where we ask our members and our listeners the simple question, where will you go as we seek to advance the kingdom of God and the gospel message of Jesus Christ from here to the least reached peoples on planet Earth. Today in the pod, I've got a gaggle of all kinds of women in this room with me right now. We're going to be talking about our local apartment ministry, and we hope that you will stick around as you hear what God is doing in our lives and in the lives of others as we seek to engage our community with the gospel message. All right, welcome to the pod today. We have, as I said, a gaggle of females in here with me. This is very uncomfortable. I'm outnumbered five to one. Both of my bosses are here. The one that bosses me when I'm at home, my lovely wife, and the one that bosses me when I'm at work, our administrative assistant, Brooke Shastain. We've got Beth Smotis, Amber DeCosta, who's hiding in the corner, and Brittany White. Uh, most of these folks you probably know or have encountered, you'll know by the end of this podcast, but we're going to talk about our local mission effort and the apartments here in Tullahoma. You know, we have five tiers of missions. We've talked about those five tiers of missions before. Local missions is primarily our discipleship groups, what we do here at the church, but we begin to uh, work in the apartment sometime back, and we want to see that ministry and mission expand, and we're going to talk about that today with some of the ladies that are involved in that ministry. So we want to start out, and we want to ask the question, how did this even begin? How do we get this apartment ministry started here in Tullahoma? Well, I'm Mandy, um, and I've been asked to share a little bit about how our apartment ministry began. So we've lived in Tullahoma for almost four years, and when we first moved here, it's easy to kind of come into a new area and just stay in your bubble, your bubble of your church family, your bubble of your homeschool community, because we homeschool, and not really see the real picture sometimes that's that's hiding Um in the outskirts of town. And um, every year at Christmas, our church does a ministry called the White Christmas, where we go and we deliver um, food boxes to some different apartments in town. And we went and we participated in that. And we went to door to door and met a lot of great people at these apartments. And when that was over, we just kind of walked away with a sense of what now? You know, we knew that this wasn't enough. We knew that these these people really were super close to who knows how many churches on every corner, yet really no one was engaging them on a daily basis, on a weekly basis with with the good news that will change their life, and that's the gospel. So that just started putting a burden on our heart, and that was something we really just couldn't shake. We, um, we prayed about how in the world could we, as First Baptist Church Tullahoma, come into these um, apartments that are just a few blocks from our church and um, start working with the people, getting to know them, and engaging them. And it just, it really felt overwhelming. We felt like, how in the world would this be possible? Um, and do you want to add anything to that, Kevin? Well, I mean, I think as we were just thinking through that, we didn't really know what we were doing. Right. Um, and then Jeremy Towery actually, I think, had the idea to go in and take pictures, like Christmas pictures. This was in 2019. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of where it started and then stalled and picked back up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what was the phrase that we kind of thought of? Uh, we think about the unreached, unengaged yeah. people groups of the world. Right. And we pray our- for the unreached, unengaged, mm-hmm. which means, and, and just, you know, to do some definitions, and this will probably be a two-part 
podcast here in the pod, but I do think it's important to define these terms. We have unreached peoples who are people who may have a church, they may have a pastor, they may have um, some believers among them, their people group, but they don't have enough believers in their people group to reach their own people. So, for instance, in you know Yemen, there's a people group of almost 3 million people, but there's less than 100 believers. Like how can less than 100 believers reach three-plus million people? They're unreached. They're engaged, but they don't have access or ability. So that's the unreached. The unreached and unengaged, unreached, unengaged, are people who don't have believers. They don't have a pastor. They don't have a church. They don't have any gospel witness. Most of them haven't heard the name of Jesus. So when we started looking at these apartments, and I talked to the lady that kind of runs them and says, no church ever comes in here. It hit me that these people are reached. They're within earshot of churches. They There's Christians all around. They're not unreached. They have plenty of access to the gospel. There's plenty of people to reach out to them, but they're unengaged. So they're reached unengaged, and we just kind of created a new category. Um, so we have three categories now of unreached peoples, unreached unengaged peoples, and unfortunately reached unengaged, and we're trying to – uh, turn the tide of that mm-hmm. here locally. So we went into these apartments, and thankfully, um, Jeremy Towery came up with this idea to take some Christmas pictures back in 2019. Um, we had a really good turnout for that. Beth Smotis, who's giving me the stare of doom right now, um, she's looking at me with evil eyes like she might want to add something because she helped take these pictures you don't want to add anything about the pictures beth helped take the pictures jeremy helped take the pictures she wall developed them at walgreens so it was a team effort um we had a santa claus come in uh and really drawing the crowd and then in 2020 COVID hit obviously so we started back over in october we got tired of sitting around and we took fall pictures and uh that's when the ministry started I'll say that through the Christmas pictures, there were a few lasting relationships that we were able to make. Um, Just some of us on a personal level with people we met during the Christmas pictures when they were waiting in line. And we kept in contact with them all during this time, just waiting on God's timing. Um, So we did a lot of praying. We did a lot of brainstorming. We did a lot of um, just waiting on the right time. And so pick up... October of 2020, Mm -hmm. and that's really when things started picking up speed. Mm -hmm. So So what made you ladies want to be a part of this ministry? So I'll take that question. Um, It was October of 2020, and we were having a discipleship group at uh, my home, And Amber came in and began telling me about this apartment ministry. And there had been so many mission trips that I had wanted to go on in 2020, um, one in-state and one international, and we were not able to do any of them. And so um, I came back into the office and I told Kevin, you know, I really would like to to go um, to the apartments. I would like to get engaged. Um, and he asked, you know, well, would you want to be with the women or would you want to be with the children? And I said, well, you know, I'll start out with the women. Um, and the first night that I was there, we um, sat out on a porch and we just had converse, very real conversations, very raw conversations with these ladies. And I remember thinking, 
I didn't have to go around the globe. I literally drove two miles down my road and could be on the mission field. And I remember going home and telling um, Brian, my husband, um, this is it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do um, right now. This is this is the mission that I'm on. And it was funny because um, several weeks later, he said, well, I think, I, I think I'll uh, go with you. And he did. He met us um, after work. And that night when we got home, he said, yeah, I got to go back. So um, it's uh, when you go, um, it pulls at your heartstrings. You make lasting friendships and relationships with this with these women. And um, it's just an amazing ministry to be a part of. So obviously we've been there several months now, nine, nine or so months um virtually every single wednesday i guess this is one of the first wednesdays we've missed in a while because of vacation bible school um from your time there and and if you can tell this is we we wanted to start this out as a a ministry to men to women to everybody but it just happened to where only women are coming at this point um women and children so it's kind of turned into a women's thing um so being there this long, working with the women, talking with the women, getting to know the women, and getting into some of their lives on a very personal level. Uh, I just wonder what are some of the greatest challenges and some of the greatest needs that you perceive in the apartment ministry? I'll start us off. Um, I think one of the greatest challenges has been, well, number one, we, we had no idea if anyone would come. You know, when we when we came, when we did the pictures, when we went door to door and asked who would like to be a part, I mean, we were hoping to have one or two. And we we had 10 probably on a very normal basis for a very long time. And now we probably have six to eight um, because it's summer. But one of the greatest challenges was where were we going to meet? Because we knew we did not need to leave the apartment complex because so many do not have vehicles, so they wouldn't be able to drive anywhere. Um, so we were limited on where we can meet, but the the manager of the apartments have been very, she's been very gracious to let us use the, the little community room for the kids, and we meet in the laundromat for the ladies. So it doesn't sound ideal, but we're very thankful that we have somewhere to go and to meet. It gets loud, it gets hot, but we make it work. So that's probably been one of the greatest challenges is just location. There's more? Um, yes, there's definitely more challenges. Um, one, of, one of the other challenges would probably just be that so many of us who are coming to the apartments, we've never walked in the shoes that these ladies have walked. A lot of times the challenges that they're facing are generational. So it doesn't just start with them. It's, you know, several generations back of people who just really haven't um, followed the Lord. People who um, have, you know, maybe made some bad decisions and and things that, uh, you know, that plays from one generation to the next. And so I think overcoming that generational um, culture of addiction or um, different things like that has been hard for us coming in as, you know, quote unquote church people to be able to earn their trust and to feel like, you know, we, you're not our project. Right. We love we you. About you. We and... care about you. We want to be a part of your life. 
Um, do y'all have something you want to add? I would just say one of the, the needs that um, I have seen is most of us um, that are in the apartment ministry um, either have young children or work, mm-hmm. and there are needs that go beyond just Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mandy said, a lot of these women don't have transportation, and they need to go to doctor's appointments or to Walmart or to Kroger or to get prescriptions. And so we need um, other women that can fill in um, and take these ladies where they need to go. Okay, well, we know what this sound means. If you've been listening to the podcast, it means that we're going to talk about our book of the month, and it is June, the last week in June. So we're going to talk one more time about the book Mission Smart by David Frazier. Mission Smart by David Frazier is a must read for anyone that is planning to go overseas as a missionary full-time or long-term. If you are going with a team, I would encourage you to get this book, read it with your team. There's discussion questions in the back. You've heard me say it once, twice, three times, four times, and now five times. Get the book, Mission Smart by David Frazier. Read it. It will help you sort through the ins and outs of overseas missions, full-time, long-term. Next week, we'll be introducing a new book of the month. So I hope you'll stick around and hear what it is. All right, today in the pod, as I mentioned, we've got a group of ladies that have been involved in apartment ministry here. Um, This will be a two-part two-part podcast, but I want to just include Beth here because she's kind of taken the reins of part of this ministry that's extremely important, extremely important, and maybe not as glamorous sometimes, but it's the children's side of things because something has to happen with these kids while their mothers are are learning and involved in study and fellowship and prayer with our ladies. So, Beth, tell us uh, briefly what happens on the children's side of things. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So... Uh, basically, we kind of get the kiddos as they come in, and we have a, a very broad range, and it varies from week to week, from little babies to middle teenagers. Um, and the first thing we try and do is break into smaller groups and pray over the children by name, um, which I think has been pretty impactful. We try and ask them two questions. What are you grateful for this week? What do you want to thank God for? And... Um, what do you want to ask God for? What what are you? What's on your heart? What do you want to pray for? Um, and some of the kids are very forthcoming, and you know we get a, a myriad of answers. It's from absolutely heartbreaking to pray that God gets me more toys. So you know, um, but it's been really good, and especially as some of the kids have gained our trust, we've been able to pray over them. We had one child who has some stuff going on in their life um, that they talked to us about privately and then just asked if we would pray but not say it out loud. But he wanted us to pray for that. Um, so I feel like that has been really huge. And then we're working through the Jesus Storybook Bible. We have varying degrees of success because sometimes we have wiggly preschoolers who are just tired at the end of the day. And sometimes we have um, quite a few tween girls and the Jesus Storybook Bible is a little below them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we break up, we do a craft, and usually our tweens, a little bit older, we have a, a maybe six older girls, and they will actually go off with Carrie. Um, and she, they've really grown to love her. Well, I don't know, I, I don't know that you can say 
grown to love her since it's Carrie and everybody loves her. But um, she's really taken some time to invest in them, figure out what they like, how to talk to them. And so um, they will come up to me as soon as they come in and go, where's Miss Carrie? Mm. And I'm like, "Uh, I'm here. (laughs) Um, They don't care. Um, So we do a craft and then we have supper and usually we play. We try to play um, either outside or we have some games and we just try to really foster those relationships and just really get to know them and and be with them. It's not child care. It's us developing relationships with these little people. Well, I think there's a lot of flexibility in that because you don't know what you're walking into from Never week do. to week. So there's just immediate flexibility that's necessary. And I think our team does a good job of just going with the flow. You know, um, we're keeping people alive. And we're trying to point them to Jesus as best we can. And that's success, right, when you mm-hmm. leave the room. So as you think about this children's side of this work, what are the biggest needs that you see among the kids and in the ministry? Really, the biggest needs I see in a lot of the kids is having an adult who will consistently um, listen to them, maybe somebody who's outside of their their family, Um, so, you know, we've got that, like I said, Carrie's been really developing relationships with our older girls, but, um, and, you know, Brian is amazing. Uh, we call him the baby whisperer, but he will also pick up a ball and just bounce it back and forth with some of our kids. Um, Chad Grimes is really great with that too. Just trying to develop these relationships where we can talk to them, they can trust us and we can pour into their lives, hopefully as much as they will let us. Okay, as we start trying to draw this to a close, I know this is a trick question here. Didn't prepare you for this one. But um, as you think about the children's side of things specifically, what are some things that our listeners can pray for specifically as you think about the kids themselves, as you think about the ministry and what challenges the workers may be facing? Can you just pop off two or three things or more that you can think of that we need to be praying for? Yeah, um, I mean, first and foremost, softened hearts to Christ. Um, and that we would be bold in proclaiming the gospel. Um, I mean, that's definitely the biggest thing. Um, you know, some of our workers, uh, our volunteers, have not walked into some of the situations that we've heard, um, self-included. So, you know, praying that they're that they can stay strong and not not be swayed into just some of the sadness that is there. Um, Perseverance and steadfastness as they empathize. Well, that's with so much better than what I was stumbling all over. Trying I, get, to say. I get paid to talk. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, let's pray. And then we're going to pause this and we'll pick up with another episode to finish out with some of these questions. Cause we want our folks to hear what's going on and how, they can possibly be a part of seeing this expand to other apartments in town, which is a long-term vision. So let's pray for these needs. God, we thank you for these ladies, for their willingness to uh, invest themselves in someone other than themselves. And we pray for these kids specifically that are engaged every Wednesday night. God, that you would soften their hearts. There's so much in their life that could harden their hearts. And we pray that you would soften their hearts and you would be sovereign and regenerate them and awaken them and open their eyes to see the truth of your word. Help us to be bold, to share, and to be intentional about getting to the good news of the gospel with them in a way that they can understand. And God, as our 
people work alongside these kids and pray for them and and uh, take care of them on Wednesday and try to invest in them. We do pray that they would be uh, able to persevere, that they would be steadfast as they sympathize and empathize with the struggles that these kids have. And God, we pray that you would that you would bless and make fruitful this work, and that we would see it expand for your glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today in the pod. We'll be back next week with part two as we look at our local work in the apartments here in Tullahoma, Tennessee. We hope you'll stick around. We hope you'll join us. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you.